Welcome to NZ Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show uh, throughout the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans uh, coverage and conversation. But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Uh, like Wilson County Hyundai, make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying experience and process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz. And using Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. So, Zach, the final score, 38-35. Harrison Butker kicked a 27-yard field goal with just eight seconds left. And we thought we'd have an opportunity uh, to see Jalen Hurts have a chance to come back and either kick a field goal to tie to go to overtime or even score maybe his fifth touchdown uh, responsible for of the game and for the Eagles to win on third and eight at the 15 yard line of the Eagles. This was one play. This is right after uh, that uh, second play after the two minute warning, I guess third and eight Mahomes incomplete towards the end, o- end zone, the Juju Smith Schuster, but a penalty holding on James Bradbury of the Philadelphia Eagles Gave the Chiefs a first down automatically and half the distance to the goal. The Chiefs run down the clock, use up all the Eagles' timeouts, and then Butker kicks that field goal uh, that did end the game. 38-35, Hertz kind of shot-putted a, a throw towards the end zone for a Hail Mary that wasn't even close to having any drama towards the end. Uh, but that was that. So the penalty called on James Bradbury, and let's go here from the Eagles' cornerback on what he thought about the penalty called on him that changed the outcome of the Super Bowl last night. Like, you pulled on it enough for that call at that time. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. He's a big game. Um, and it was, it was a hold, so they called it. How hard is it? It was a hold, so they called it. I mean, James Bradbury is the basketball player in that one commercial. That says, "Coach, I I hit I hit the ball out of bounds." They hate that guy. And, and the teammates <laughs> like, "What in are you doing?" Commercial. Man? Yeah, in the commercial. Yeah, you're like, what are you like, like, come on, it's like, Coach, it, it went off of me. It's like, what's the goal here? Like, I and, and so did James Bradbury make contact with Juju Smith-Schuster? Yes. Uh, what did he pull on his jersey? Yes. Should it have been called? is a completely different story because it did decide how the game ended there. So, Zach, I'll let you kind of go take it from there. Well, look, you know, refereeing is subjective. And you they have the ability to call penalties and not call penalties. We talk about the holding calls in the NFL that you could call a hold every single time. It is the ref's job to make sure that the the holding calls are called when it influences the play. This did influence the play, but also you've got to make a judgment call at at, at a certain time within the game. We see it all the time. You saw it a couple of weeks ago 
with with the Lakers and the Celtics where LeBron got hacked, like it literally hacked at the end of the game, should have been shooting two free throws to possibly win the game. They didn't call it, right? So we see refs miss calls all of the time. And that influenced that game. The Celtics went on to beat the Lakers, right? This this call influenced this game. I do agree with James Bradbury. Was it a hold? I mean, yes. If you look at objectively, was his jersey being pulled? Was he, you know, preventing Juju Smith-Schuster from running his route? Yes, he was. Was it catchable? Would it have been catchable? It, but again, it does held. not matter. Like, it, it, right? Because it was not past interference. It, 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 is, it is the subjective mindset of the ref to reach down, throw the flag at that juncture in the Super Bowl. That last part matters because it's the biggest game in all of sport when it, when it comes to uh, on a year-in, year-out basis in America and around the world, around the globe, because everybody watches this game. And as you said, Austin, that singular call ended the game. Yeah, uh, Buckner's not going to miss that kick. He may miss a 42-yarder that b- bounces off the post early on in the game. He's not missing a chip shot field goal that is closer than an extra point. And ultimately, the Chiefs won the game because of it. Yeah, and so Troy says the ball was thrown out of the back of the end zone. And, and so, there, like, there's a lot of things that can be called. Like, if you watch that specific third and eight play from the 15-yard line, you can probably find a hold on the Chiefs' offensive line on the Eagles' defensive front on that play, too. Like, you know, like just like you said, Roger Goodell said last week in Arizona that he thought that, he thought that NFL officiating has been as good as it's ever been. And he said, you know, there's 4,600 – uh, you know, opportunities for plays to be called and penalties to be called and all this kind of stuff in games and, and snaps where there could be multiple infractions on every play, but not every one of them deserves to be called. Like there is a little bit of accepted physicality and contact that needs to be understood when it comes to wide receivers and DBs, just like there is when it comes to expected and understood grabbing of the jerseys and holding when it comes to offensive and defensive line play. I hate it. Like I, I hated the way that game ended because did he physically grab the jersey? Yes. But was it enough to, to warrant a penalty thrown? I don't think so. I think it was it's something that it, one of those types of contact that you have to say, yeah, you know what? You could call that one, but it would be really petty if you did. And you'd be like that guy who calls his own fouls playing pickup basketball. And nobody oh, likes God. that guy either, right? Oh, like God. that's what I that, got a guy on Wednesday but, night that is that but guy. But isn't but isn't that what that's what it feels like? Like the call on James Bradbury is the guy who calls every type of contact up oh, foul uh, by I guard that guy. I know, and like that's exactly what it feels like. And nobody likes likes ending a game like that. Well, no, no. And this is where Pistol Ramsey's doubling down. It's not a game. It's the Super Bowl. Like yeah. that, it, that has to be recognized here in this conversation. It's not a game. We're not talking about the game. It's not the game. It's the Super Bowl. It is the singular biggest game you could argue in sport. I know the World Cup's every four years, and it's global, and it's massive. It's probably corrupt itself. But the Super Bowl, billions of people are watching, and you got to – 
you have to make that judgment call based on recognizing that it is the Super Bowl. So John brings this up, and, and I, I see you just started. I'll, I'm going to highlight it real quick. Says, yeah. How many of those calls always seem to be in the Chiefs' favor? Seems to always be in a critical moment that gives mm-hmm. the win. I think John is doubling down. This is back-to-back games. The AFC Championship game was influenced to be won by Kansas City because the Cincinnati Bengals defender hit him out of bounds. And that right? was and, and that was way more blatant of a penalty on the defense than what James Bradbury did last night. Yes, it absolutely was. But now you have back-to-back games and yep. you, you you get every, everybody and where I wonder where Mr. Jones is this morning talking He's about in the, the chat. script. He's right there. Uh, talking about the script and here's here would be my my retort to Mr. Jones, who I adamantly disagree and agree with day in and day out, because I think he's a loon to think that this thing is scripted like a Hollywood movie movie script. If it was scripted, they wouldn't have called the flack. You want more, better football. If this game was scripted, they don't call that flag. Well, because let me, they let me... force the game to switch on over to the Eagles no. having an ample opportunity to come down there and no, extend Zach. it. See, see, you're, you're not you're misunderstanding. The script was about the result, not about how you got there. The script that people are saying is that the Chiefs were scripted to win. Why? So that, that, what's the theory behind that? I, I'm, no, not, that, serious I, question. I'm not. Because you would what? actually think that the NFL, with what the Philadelphia Eagles did all season with Jalen Hurts and that story. That would probably be more ideal. I, I'm not arguing that. And I'm also not out here saying that there's a script for the NFL because there's not. Like I, I made a joke ridiculous. last night on Twitter that Patrick Mahomes is faking his ankle injury because it's part of the script. <laughs> like, that was a joke. Like I hope people understood that I was absolutely kidding when it came to that. But like the scripted people out there are saying that the script was for the Chiefs to win. And so the, the penalty was called for the Chiefs to win. And the script isn't about having the best uh, moment at the end it's that to make sure that the chiefs win just to kind of clear up so the- and, and look we well, here's some jackpot bucks and we yeah. will read them because this is this is jackpot bucks here on yeah. monday morning after the super bowl kick it to the king production says chalk this down like the steelers seahawks super bowl the refs they paused the game for the refs defense to have their substitutions in we'll respond to that here in a second Aaron Rodgers is famous for scoring touchdowns for catching the defense off guard slash substitutions. It, what do you think about that, Austin? So the the substitution thing, because the Dallas Goddard play, right? It was the Dallas Goddard play where he I'd never heard of you know a play ended up on the sideline. So the guy who was in the play previously who caught the damn ball coming off the sideline into the field counts as a substitution. What? <laughs> like, where did that come from? The rule book. How many plays end up in the sideline in the NFL? Did Patrick Mahomes count as a substitution uh, when he went out of bounds and got late hit? Uh, I, you know, against the AFC Championship uh, game ending, like so many plays end up in the sideline. Like, what the hell does that even matter? It was a weird moment. It allowed the Chiefs to have an opportunity to challenge the play. Luckily, the refs upheld the call with the gutter catch. Call. So it didn't matter, but it, but there were some weird moments where the chiefs got like an extra opportunity or an extra beat 
to gather themselves. And you're like, why? Like, why Why did the Chiefs just get that extra second there to collect their thoughts or, or whatever else it was? There, there, were, there have been some weird moments like that. The Chiefs got multiple third nine opportunities against the Bengals. Uh, and then, you know, so it, it, it was weird, but, you know, well, I don't think the, it, the Eagles got the Devontae Smith call at the beginning of the NFC championship game. What about that? Like, that's because they ran the ball. They went up there quick enough. Like that was, they, yeah, but, like, that's, but that's what I'm saying for all these script yellers, these loons that sit there and say that the NFL is scripted and they know exactly what's going to happen before it happens. I think is a complete and uh, the Buffalo Bills would have won the Super Bowl if the NFL was scripted, guys. Think about it. Yeah, again. Think like long I, and hard about that. So every time you sit there and you comment that this thing's scripted, think about really who the NFL wants to win the Super Bowl. They want it to be the Dallas effing Cowboys and the Buffalo effing Bills. That's who they, they would have wanted. They wouldn't yeah. have wanted Eagles Chiefs. Trust me. So All right, the so, script doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, we're not out here. We're, we are obviously anti-scripters. But let's ask this question and get the chat more involved to get people... Uh, get their opinions on this. Was the defensive holding on the Eagles at the end of the Super Bowl fair or foul? It's a fair foul. Would you like, uh, I mean, what do you think about this? I, I want to hear what people say. James Bradbury called for defensive holding that allowed uh, the Chiefs to kick that field goal after wasting the last minute 50 off the clock. Fair or foul for that holding on James Bradbury? But first, uh, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to go to and who to trust to get you back to health. I've done it a couple times with my shoulder, with my foot over the last couple of years with the Bone and Joint Institute. You can do the same thing. I've seen my guy, Dr. Arthur and Dr. Watson this past summer. They've got a specialist who can take care in any type of injury you have and where, however it happens. And also Dave Kempfert is a great lead of physical therapy there at the Bone and Joint Institute can get you back with, with or without surgery. They've got you covered in Franklin. Go check them out, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Man, I, I, scratched, I, I, I scratched so hard to get back to even, and I eventually did because the Chiefs won last night. So didn't win any money, but I didn't lose any money, which would have been, I would have lost a lot of money if the Eagles uh, would have lost. Um, or if the Eagles would have won, excuse me. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm even, I get back to center and now I go into the off season, not down, but at the same clip I was prior to the Super Bowl. So that's how, you know, it works at BetMGM. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you stay even use the bonus code ATOZ sports. That's ATOZ SPORTS. And here's the best part is for new users, you get the bet offer with bonus code ATOZ Sports for up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That is BetMGM. Download the app today. All right. So, fair or foul on that Eagles hold on James Bradbury at the end of the Super Bowl? Zach, I'll send you to the chat, but here's James Bradbury again being asked about the play and the penalty that decided how the game ended. Like, hold on it enough for that call at that time. Hmm. I mean, that's not up for my judgment, you know. I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. He's a big game, um, and it was, it was a hold, so they called it. How hard is it? It was a holding, so they called it. Uh, and James Bradbury, I thought he picked his words nicely. That's not up to my judgment, right? Because what is that call? A judgment call on defensive holding. 
Uh, so, Zach, I'll send you to the chat uh, to, to see what the answers are. Was the defensive holding on the Eagles at the end of the Super Bowl fair or foul? What are the people saying? I think that was very eloquent on how he said that. And Absolutely. I agree. How he chose his words. And he didn't get bashed for it. He he, And that he got quoted just like he should have. Uh, and he goes, mm, yeah, that's yeah. not he, up to my judgment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kicking to the King production says foul. Tighten up says fair. Fair from Q. Top tier says fair. Colin says foul. Tress says fair penalty. Uh, Steven says foul. Foul from Rashid. A couple more fouls coming in from Eric and Demario. Uh, Wilbur says fair. Foul from Bama Brad. Foul from James. Fair. They're coming in on YouTube. Uh, Zach says foul. Fair from Steven. Richter says fair. John says fair. Connor says foul. Contact can be made at the line of scrimmage. Let him play. This was a holding call, though, right? Specifically holding the jersey yeah. and preventing the wide receiver from running his route based on the hold. So to clarify that, Corey says foul. Fair must be called. Robert says fair. It was 100% a fair call. Eddie says fair. Foul. I, uh, it wasn't being called all game until uh, it ended the game. Could have let it slide from Deshaun Washington. Jason says fair. Fair from Major Keys. Brad says foul. Tiffany says foul. Uh, foul from Titans Kyle. So Jill says fair. There's a ton of comments floating yeah. in. And, we, and this is great because this is why we do what we do is I think it's the right question, Austin, right? Sure. It, it, it's not like, was he held or not held? You can obviously see that, but it's about the call. Is it a fair call in that moment in time? Or is it a foul call in that moment in time? Uh, Zach, I think it's foul. And Troy says, foul, foul, foul. I think it's foul. And real quick, I do want to say this, because Lee says, Lee Hobbs on Facebook says, the ball was uncatchable. We have to understand, as, as NFL fans, the difference between a defensive holding and a defensive pass interference. When it comes to a defensive pass interference, that means the ball is in the air and contact is made with the receiver. And there, with defensive pass interference, the uncatchable or catchable matters. When it's a defensive holding, it is before the pass, and uncatchable or catchable is irrelevant. It does not matter. So anybody who is saying, like RJ says, Ball was uncatchable. That is irrelevant because it was a defensive holding, not a defensive pass interference. Well, but, and, and real quickly, the thing that burns is that it's an automatic first down on both calls. Yes, it's it's only five yards, and in this case, from the eight to the four, half the distance to the goal, but it's an automatic first down, which in this situation allowed the Chiefs to snap the ball a couple times, run down the clock, have the Chiefs call, have the Eagles call their timeouts, and kick a short field goal with eight seconds left. And so I think it's foul, Zach, because of how the game was being officiated throughout the entirety of that game, right? This was, this was uh, 58 minutes and six seconds into the game. And I think James Bradbury, I'm going to play it again. It's only 16 seconds. But what James Bradbury said in this, a couple different things, makes me think that how the game was being called up until that point, I'll allowed him to think he could get a little more physical. Like, hold on it enough for that call at that time. Mm. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. He's a big game. Um, and it was, it was a hold, so they called it. How hard is it? 
I was hoping he'd let it go, right? Zach, how is a question, hypothetical trivia. How many penalties were called in that game? Nine. That's that was the ninth one, right? So eight other penalties called in that game, six total on the Eagles, three on the Chiefs. And a lot of those penalties were pretty black and white. There was a, a, a couple false starts. There was a couple defensive offsides. There was one offensive pass interference that was very clear of an Eagles playing player blocking downfield with a pass thrown behind the line of scrimmage. So there was a lot of like black and white, this is a penalty, obviously, that were not judgment calls. So James Bradbury saying, I hope he was going to let it go, makes me think that they were letting that type of contact go in the previous 58 minutes and six seconds of that game. And so James Bradbury, who has been a big name, a big time corner, who's made a lot of money in this league in the Super Bowl, made some contact, pulled a little Jersey in that situation. And he got flagged for it. Another penalty that was called in Dominican Sue, clearly illegal hands in the face. That's as, as clear as it gets. There's no judgment on that. When Sue's got his big paw up in the face mask of an offensive lineman, you throw that flag. But James Bradbury was clearly, in my opinion, watching that game. They allowed guys to play, which I like. I like when the officiating is not thought of in that game as much as possible, but they ruined it by calling a ticky-tack hold at the end that determined the outcome of the Super Bowl. And that's the reality. So it's foul on my end. In the Super Bowl. I agree with you, Austin. And in the Super Bowl, you know how many yards total all game in penalties? Um, I just was, looked at it, so I don't remember. 33 on the Eagles, uh, and those are four. 47 total. Yeah. yeah. Under 50 yards yeah. in penalties. Under 50 yards. The Tides have had games this year that have been over 100 themselves. They've had, they've had 50-yard penalties, like individual penalties. <laughs> right? Be, and you know why it was under 50 yards of penalties, Austin? Why? Because they let them play? Because it was in the Super Bowl. That's the reason. These refs aren't idiotic. They're not naive. They don't go into this game wanting to influence the game, and they hadn't up until that point. So was it a hold? Yes, it was. I, I think we all can see, even the guy holding admitted that it was a hold. But players play based on how the game is called in the eyes of certain officials. Austin, I know Twitter goes wild every time Jerome Bogar is assigned to the Tennessee Titans game, correct? Yep, yep. You know why? Because they have tendencies, you play to the tendencies. Ooh, do you want to know a tendency, Zach, that I've got for you? Uh, also, of why I think this was foul, because uh, and and your Robert Dingman, who might be Bobby's uh, better half over on YouTube, brings this up, Zach. So how about this stat for you? Because this was sent out there uh, after, really, it was earlier in January, where Rick Goslin tweeted this, who covers the NFL, says, "What message is the NFL sending its officials?" by awarding the Super Bowl assignment to referee Carl Cheffers. Carl Cheffers was the only 200 penalty crew this season. That's the ninth consecutive 200 penalty season for a Carl Cheffers crew. The more flags get the, get the rewards, that's the wrong message. That was from Rick Goslin, uh, who covers the NFL uh, and has been for 50-plus years there. And so Carl Cheffers led the NFL – in penalties called this season and has high had high penalty rates for nine consecutive years. 
But in this game, they let them play for a long, long time until it determined the outcome. So the NFL set themselves up for this by allowing Carl Cheffers to be the head official in this game that it was bound to happen. And I and I remember uh, I heard Will Bowling talking about that um, in uh, last week uh, leading up to the game on the zone. And as soon as that happened, I remember what he said about that and that stat of the most penalties called by a head referee all season, and he's done it at a higher rate for nine straight years. Well, and the I think the whole – well, there's two parts to this. They let them play in the Super Bowl. That's all you need to know. Up until that point, they were letting them play because it was the biggest game of the year. And it is it is unfortunate, right? We want – as – you know, there's only two – there's only 30 other teams that don't cheer for those two teams, Right? There's, there's, there's fans all across the world that have their favorite fan, uh, fan base, right? They are just looking for, that's what makes the Super Bowl so unique, right? Is that people, all, all walks of life, sports fans and non-sports fans are willing to go to Super Bowl parties and watch this football game, regardless of the teams. We just want a good game. And I think the hard part and the hard pill to swallow here is that we were kind of, well, we weren't kind of, we were ridded of that because yeah. this one flag. Was it a hold? Yes, it was. But in that in that spot, I would have rather had the other team earn it, right? I think that's what we all wanted. We all wanted as a fan base. You talk about scripted, that's what we wanted. We wanted it to be a better script. The yeah. script didn't happen because really what you want at the end of a game, it was set up perfectly. Jalen Hurts and the best team overall and best roster in the NFL from week one to the last week of the season, the last drive of the season, would now get an opportunity to go down the field and either tie to go into overtime or win. That's what we wanted as a fan base, as a football fan base. And we didn't get that. That yeah. I think at the end of the day is why I say foul though. It was a hold. All right. So I've got a couple of comments that I want to read uh, from you guys on Facebook and on YouTube that I think are nailing it. I'll get to those in a second, but first Zach, tell me all about farm Bureau health plans. Yeah. FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan uh, uh, last year and I carried that bad boy over uh, into 2023, and I'm really glad that I did. Better coverage, better rates, better service. I get all three from Farnborough Health Plans. If you live in the state of Tennessee, I really, I really believe that you need to do this. And that is just go get a quote. Go get a quote at fbhp.com slash A to Z. You can give them a call. You go through a quick health assessment. They ask you some questions. You answer them openly and honestly, and then you receive your quote. It could be a quote for you individually, for your wife, and yourself with your family if you've got one kid you got three kids they've got the perfect plan for you you've just got to go find it at farm Bureau health plans of tennessee also don't forget with the BetMGM app you can get your friends involved and you do that with the refer a friend invitation and you can win money and they can win money because whenever you go into your BetMGM app and send out a refer a friend invitation you get 50 dollars in bonus bets when your friend signs up and they get in bonus bets when they sign up to it. How about this? We're referring friends and we're giving out picks uh, every week here. Did you see this, Zach? Grace Remington, our new 
our new correspondent with BetMGM. She said Devonta Smith over 61 and a half yards. Ding, money bags. I took that last night and hit that. That was one of my several wins last night. So shout out to Grace uh, for that pick over the weekend uh, for the game yesterday. So take advantage of the refer a friend invitation by getting $50 in bonus bets. When you refer a friend, they get that money too in your BetMGM account. So take advantage of that, the refer a friend invitation with BetMGM. So Zach, I was going to read a couple of comments here and hopefully I can get back to it because Malachi said that it was such a good game, right? It's it's overshadowing a great Super Bowl. And, and Dom says the game was fantastic. Pistol Ramsey says it was a good game until the end. Zach, the ending of that Super Bowl was the ending of Million Dollar Baby. I mean, the whole damn movie is about human is about great things and a great story. And then all of a sudden she just breaks her neck and dies. It's like, why? It's like, it just feels like you're like, oh God, why is that what you run a budget at the end? And that's just how you decided to end it. It's like, why couldn't it have been better than that? It's like, there were so many good opportunities for that game to pay off big. And we're all sitting there watching Patrick Mahomes backpedal for three steps and take a knee and be like, oh, now we're just waiting and killing time. This sucks. It's like, this is brutal. Uh, and I, I just hate, hate how, that game ended, and that's how I felt. Like, I am sorry if I spoiled Million Dollar Baby for you, but that's that's how I, I felt watching the end of that game. I, I agree. It's it's like the Sopranos, right? You go into a diner and the screen turns black, right? Like, <laughs> what what's oh. going on here? Well, I've I've invested. We invested all of that time into a great Super Bowl. It truly was. It got exactly what the new era of football was: great quarterback play. Great highlights, great catches. Travis, superstardom. Devontae Smith, as you mentioned, and A.J. Brown showed out. Dallas Goddard showed out for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts had multiple rushing touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, the storyline after he turned his ankle before half, coming back out there. Travis Kelsey with the catches he had in the first half. All of these things, and then it gets to the point. I want to bring up Jared's comment. It says, May have been a bad call, but it was clearly a hold right in front of the ref. I mean, would you write, run a light in front of the police? And Jared, I would, I would say that sometimes you run a light and you get pulled over, but not every single time do you get a ticket. Sometimes the police decide to give you a warning. That's the premise of what we're talking about. Yes, did you run the light? Yes, did you break the law? Yes, did you get pulled over? But it is at the discretion of the police officer, and in this case, the referee, to either give you a warning or give you a ticket. This particular ref decided to pull out the pen and paper and write a ticket. Yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, you know, but the but that that cop's been sitting at the intersection all all day, and he knows that that yellow light's short. Right. Yes. Like he knows, you know, that's what that is. The, the cop knows the yellow lights like three seconds and a lot of people are expecting it to be a little longer. And so more people are going to run it. James Bradbury knew for 58 minutes and, and six seconds that they've been able to, to get a little, little, get a little physical, get a little touchy, get a little handsy, get a little extra contact with the receivers. They've been doing it all night guys. And, and that's what I think made the game so great, but it, it burned him at the end. I want to say this. I I will say we both answered foul. 
And yes. I, I stick by that answer. I actually was not expecting you to say foul, by the well, way. Well, the one thing that was like pulling me back is Patrick Mahomes, really good quarterbacks know what's going on at all times. And Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play this game. Even in his short career already, I think we can solidify, you know, solidify and say that. Austin, he immediately knew. He saw the hold. And so Patrick Mahomes, a hold, we talked about the difference between a hold and pass interference because the ball was not in the air. Patrick Mahomes, the ball was not in the air. He had it in his hand, and he saw him getting held. The second that that flag, that the ref was doing this, Mahomes was doing that. He knew what had happened. So that was the one thing that kind of was tough for me personally is because – Smart quarterback play. We had a, a commenter earlier in the show talk about how good Aaron Rodgers is, is getting up to the line of scrimmage, getting the defense is not set, and scoring a touchdown because he can yeah. throw and put the ball wherever he wants. Yeah. That was one of those, and you've got to credit Patrick Mahomes for acknowledging that, taking advantage of that, and ultimately winning his second Super Bowl because of it. Yeah, and, and we'll move uh, to other aspects of the game here in a second. But, Zach, how many times have I said, did I say this past season with the Titans that, you know, man, Traylon Burks has to know how to get that pass interference call. Uh, Rashad Weaver is somebody who I like as a young player uh, for the Titans as an edge rusher. But Rashad Weaver has to know how to draw a hold on a pulling guard or a tight end as he's trying to set the edge. You've got to strain through the penalty to get the referee's attention. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, these veteran players, Juju's a veteran player. Juju knows when he gets his jersey tugged, you do everything you can but to But go strain. through the play. But yes, yep. like Christian Fulton versus A.J. Brown. Christian Fulton met contact from A.J., on that play where Fulton got hurt and Fulton got flagged and AJ scored a touchdown, but AJ knew play through it. If Christian Fulton would have played through it, then maybe there's offsetting penalties or whatever, but you've as a player. Yeah. And you have to learn how to use the officials to your benefit because the officials are human. We know that. So can you use their human mentality to your benefit in situations that's what guys do it in the NBA, as Jimbo Mamadou brings up. But, you know, veterans and savvy players know how to get away with this. And, and I think what you said is correct. And in, in it's not a flop where you fall down because now no. if you don't get the call, it's a massive play. Strain it, through it. Strain, strain through the play. through it. I'm taking that from former Vandy head coach Derek Mason. You got to have that extra strain to get through that to make sure you get it to go the your way. The is in the pudding. Yeah, rubber meets the road. Uh, uh, Andre <laughs> says this with a little bit of lunchbox money. He says, I was watching in envy at the amazing offenses we got to see that we more than likely won't have because of the familiarity and carryover. I, and I think insinuating, and I think I, I've spoken about this all for, I mean, for the last couple of years. We do a Titan show. We're based in Nashville. We got Titans fans. Everybody's reacting to this game. Austin, 
Titans will never get to that game unless they figure out their the offensive side of the football. Oh, we're we're gonna get to that probably tomorrow morning because I have a I have a great. They'll never. They won't get to that game. Oh, Zach, I've got a fantastic topic for us tomorrow morning about that exactly. Uh, MB says, let's go to the next topic. Let's do it. Let's talk about some other things that we had in that game. We're gonna ask you guys this question. It's a two parter because we want to have it and take it wherever you guys want to go. What was the best and the worst? part of the Super Bowl. What was the best and the worst part about that Super Bowl? Your answers. But first, let me tell you guys about Hughes and Cohen. They can make the best of a worst type situation, right? Getting in a car accident is never a good situation for anybody. And we hope that never happens to anybody watching our show or anybody that you guys know. And Kevin Bacon, six directions away from you. We hope everybody can stay safe and not getting car accidents, but when you do, you have to make the best of a bad situation. And that's what Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers, they've recovered over $1 billion for their clients over the last 30 years in Tennessee and in Kentucky. And we'll do the same thing for you. So if you get injured in a car accident, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. That's 800-800-4600. They will take care of you. They're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. That's a massive uh, situation for them. And they invest in the community around them in the mid-state and the state of Tennessee, plus Kentucky as well. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. It is these sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. New users get bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't hit, that's the best part. Use the promo code for up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, so what was the best and the worst part of the Super Bowl uh, last night? And, Zach, I, I'll let you go to the chat here, um, you know, because you know, I think we've talked enough overall uh, about the hold at the end. But other aspects of the game, the best and the worst part of the Super Bowl last night, what's the chat saying? Trust comes in hot with Chris Stapleton. I thought Chris Stapleton did a fantastic job with the national anthem. He's he's a guy that is just going to give you exactly what you expect. Just just solid, great guitar playing, great vocals. Not going to go right out of the realm. Not going to try any Fergalicious BS. It is just boom right there. So I agree with Trust. Not going to be real breathy like like Fergie was. Yeah, really. Now, I, I do um, think he did a great job, but I, I do hope that the best part wasn't the national anthem because that means it all went downhill after the game actually started. So that's just kind of how I view uh, Trey's uh, answer there, but he was fantastic. The uh, best part was quarterback played uh, worst part of, of, of the field itself, of uh, the field, right? Chuck brings up the field, which is a, is a topic, and we know the Titans are now moving to turf, and I'm curious to see what, Goodell thinks about that moving forward. Uh, Steve says the best is Nick Sirianni losing. The worst is the commercials coming from Tress. The commercials again from Nate. The best, the game itself. The horrible ads from Andre. Riri and the Duncan commercial from Denise. Uh, The best was Rihanna. Worst was the commercials. So over uh, celebrities trying to be relevant. Uh, Let's see. Best and worst. Worst was the Tubi commercial that uh, got everybody fooled. At least I saw on. It didn't necessarily fool me. Which was the Tubi one? I honestly don't remember that one. Where it came back to Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, and then it changed the channel. Like, it was going to go watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but a lot of people thought that their 
Did somebody was sitting on the remote or something? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't catch. I, I kind of, yeah, that because Burkhart and and Olsen were wearing different suits, and so I picked up on that. Yeah, like, it looked like a commercial. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, worst was the end. Both quarterbacks were playing like MVPs, and Pistol Ramsey's right. Both quarterbacks played stellar uh, from from start to finish. Uh, the best is the gathering of all the fans and family to watch the game. So Ramon, I think bringing yeah. a different perspective there of, of Super Bowl parties and gatherings. Um, the best part was the number of points being scored. The worst was the field with too much paint making everyone slip. I don't think it was the paint thing. I think it was the sod. Mm. I think the sod, the actual grass, it's not the paint. I mean, there was just the the same number of uh, amount of paint in last year's Super Bowl on yeah. turf. Yeah, yeah, and I so to go with my worst answer. My worst answer is the field. It was it was terrible, and it's funny. I well, not funny, but it's ironic because earlier in the day, I was texting with Evan Winter and Zach Reagan of, of our website staff and sending them information about uh, what was out there about the field. The NFL spent two years, two years preparing that field surface. They paid over eight hundred thousand dollars and spent over two years to create that field. And it sucked. Like that's, that would, that stood out to me. Like I, I saw that going into the game and then it was starting to slips here and slips there. Like the you know, Elliot, the kicker for the Eagles almost like busted his ankle on a kickoff. It was awful. And so I, how can the NFL spend that much time and money on something to be that bad? You know, they, I know they don't spend that much time and money on their officiating, but so it makes sense that they have inconsistencies. But the field over two years and 800K, it was awful, terrible. I mean, you, I can't disagree with you. I don't That's think my that, worst. Yeah. I didn't think that was the worst for me. I, I'll start with the best. The best, as I looked throughout from start to finish of that game, I have to say the halftime show was the best part of this game. Rihanna has an unbelievable voice. It was spectacular of how they had, you know, they're, they're in midair. That thing was wobbling. You saw that at the end. She was confident. She sang very well. She obviously was prego too. She's pregnant, which is very impressive. And it was unique. I really enjoyed. And then it starts to realize, damn, Rihanna's got a ton of hits. They didn't even yeah. play all of them. And so song after song after song, and she had that just that bad girl vibe is that she is that that dude, right? Like she can do whatever she wants and damn well pleases. And I thought I, I was I rarely come after a, a halftime show being like, wow, that was really good. Usually people are like, oh, my gosh, that was awful. I get but that was very well received on the Internet as well, I felt like. Yeah, and I, I've seen people in our comment section this morning, there were several saying Rihanna was the worst or halftime was the worst. I, I don't think in any possible realm that she could have been the worst. I think if you disliked it, I respect your opinion. Everybody could have their opinion. But in no way can that be the worst part of the Super Bowl, especially based on however many opinions are on Twitter. And yeah. I felt like the majority, which is a hard thing to say on the internet, was praising and saying how good of a job she did and i yeah. agreed with them so uh you know full disclosure i did not watch the halftime show i was in the other room doing uh food responsibilities but i did hear it and my i had my wife turn it all the way up 
uh, because Rihanna's got a ton of hits and a ton of bangers and she was cycling through them so fast. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, there's more and more and more and more and more. Uh, I was kind of expecting somebody else to come out and do like a collaborative hit with her. Like I knew Jay-Z was there cause he's always there. I was wondering if Jay-Z would pop out or somebody else. And so the fact, also the fact that she was pregnant, uh, I think was pretty impressive too, on top of that. I mean, she's not just like, She's like showing, she's like pregnant, pregnant, like significantly pregnant, not just early on. And so I, I thought she sounded fantastic. Uh, it sounded fun. It looked like, you know, from what I saw after the fact, looked like it would be a great in-person experience. And so, yeah, I, I thought it sounded great to me. Yeah. And I, I think regardless on if you liked her music or if you didn't, there was so much collaboration last year in LA, there was so many different, you know, musicians and so I actually, I enjoyed that it was just Rihanna and I thought she executed it very well. And yeah, I, Xavier says 12 hits in 13 minutes and I, I wasn't keeping count. Somebody was. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I, I also think the people that I, it drives me crazy. Like when you open your Facebook app and you see people that you don't really interact with all that much, but they always have an opinion on the halftime show, the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, God, like, do you have anything else to do? Yeah. It's like, and, and like, guys, like Prince was incredible. Nobody's going to be better than Prince. So stop trying to compare everything to Prince. Like we all, can we understand that? Like let's yeah. all as a unit. That was accept, incredible. That was except that Prince was amazing and that don't, that it's not fair to compare anybody else to what Prince was able to do. And so I, I, I think I, I am over, over, criticism of halftime shows at the Super Bowl. It is so boring and just annoying to me now. Yeah, so that was my best. Here is my worst. My worst, and a lot of people have said this, is the overall commercials. But I have a theory behind it. The okay. singular worst commercial and the complete utter waste of money was this TurboTax commercial with the guy dancing in front of a waterfall. You're going to spend $2.7 million and get an old man in a jumpsuit just dancing if you, you know, you can dance if you want to, to that old-ass like song. I thought that was the dumbest commercial of the entire experience of the Super Bowl. It made no sense of what TurboTax represents. I disagree. It was, it was stupid. I thought it was great. I, I like Great? That. Yes. That like, was not great. That is I not a great I, commercial. That that is not entertaining. You've heard that song it. before. That was stupid. That was dumb. Zach, it was the it was very clear. He's like, don't do your taxes. We'll do it. So you can do whatever the hell you want to do. And th I thought that was very that clear. That was stupid. It was he was dancing for a waterfall. That was idiotic. I so thought that, it was a that guy was the singular worst part. And here's oh, my on. here's my theory on it. Society, it's it's kind of a catch twenty two. Society wants to be entertained. They want funny commercials. They want the commercials like Doritos. But these billion-dollar corporations are not going to be funny anymore. They're not going to push the edge because everybody is willing to cancel them. They are not going to stick their neck out because of how bad society is and cancel culture. That is the problem with today. So you can bitch and you can moan about how bad the ads are, but society has brought us to this point, the bad part of society, by canceling every single person when something is done wrong or that you know a group of people don't agree with or people are woke or people are, are in their feelings or people can't take a joke 
or people don't want to give second chances. That is the ultimate of what is the problem today. And that's why you don't have good commercials. That's why you got some, some idiot old guy dancing in front of waterfalls or Tubi trying to fool you thinking that you're sitting on the remote. There was zero entertainment value the entire time when it comes to the commercials, honestly, because of the culture that we've created, we, they, I will not even include myself because I think it's so ridiculous on how everybody wants to cancel everybody when they get their feelings hurt. Yeah. uh... Oh man. Uh, Orlando says who bankrolled all those Jesus commercials. I mean, they've been passing those offering plates around for decades, Orlando. Like who do you think bankrolled the Jesus commercials? Well, and, and Darren, I, I I didn't even was there a Budweiser commercial? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have I have um, I have stopped paying attention to Super Bowl commercials a lot over the last couple of years. Um, you know, it, it's they don't bother me. It, you know, when they're bad, I don't care. When they're good, I usually don't remember them. Uh, and so, you know, that's kind of how I feel about it. But you know, so you know, whatever. I, I thought a couple of them were fun. I do think. I do think it's not fair to the emotions of the world to use dogs and the love of dogs for pulling heartstrings of commercials. That like that should be. Outlawed. See, I thought, and now was I'm a, glad you, that was the best commercial. It was a great commercial, but I was on the verge of tears. Yeah, and, I was too because I was like, I was "Don't like, show this dog." I was like, away. "Do not, do not do this." You're like, I will be so mad. If, if this goes that way and everybody watching that same commercial felt exactly the same way. And so I, I do think there should be a rule against <laughs> using dogs in commercials because they're taking advantage of our hearts. And so I don't, but that, nobody, that, that's what, that's what entertainment is, is to move you to emotion. But I don't know. I don't have but a problem with it. I thought it was, but, that was the best commercial. But that's, but they're, but we don't have a choice. Like, we don't know that's coming. Like, they're just, we don't, we have no idea. You what didn't know that uh, she was going to break her neck and die. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't like that movie. But I at least knew that I was going to turn it on. I signed up for that movie. I didn't sign you up. You signed for, like, up for the commercial. You signed up for the Super Bowl. You, you know, I forced you to watch it. <laughs> I, so I, 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 this is where we go back and forth. I thought that was the singular best commercial. Oh, it now was amazing. That, I'm glad I mean, you brought it up. No, like, look, I, it was an amazing commercial. It did exactly what it's supposed to do, but I still don't like that it made me react that way. I did not in the third quarter of a game that's really entertaining. I don't need that. Like, come on now. And Matt asked, what commercial are you talking about? The commercial, uh, I, well, there were two dog commercials that were really good. One the of them chocolate was chocolate lab growing up. That's yeah, that one. Oh God. And then the one where the dog kept tearing stuff up and then they t- like showed getting a crate. I'm like, you do not put that dog in a crate. You do not give that dog up. But then they got the dog a friend and that was a good ending. It's like oh, that yeah, one's a good one. Right. But, but yeah, that don't play with my <laughs> emotions. Go outside and you find that effing dog. <laughs> but don't play with my emotions in the third quarter of the Super Bowl when the game is tight. It's ridiculous. That's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. But, I, but what it did, and this is why I, I actually am for it, it made me think about, and probably just like you said, every dog owner of what they felt when they first got their pup and they were training their pup. And the joy that it brought to you that you had a new puppy. And then all of how life comes at you, right? As you grow older. I, I thought it executed it. It did tear up my heartstrings. 
I thought the same thing that you did. I just, I was in the same realm of like, don't give me a bad ending. Ended the, and they, but they ended it properly. They ended don't it with the family and the dog. And now the baby gets to see the dog. Yeah. I was like, don't do this to me right now. Do not do this to me. That's how I felt. So I, so your best Zach was Rihanna. Mm -hmm. Your, your worst were the commercials. Yes. And okay. TurboTax. <laughs> so my worst was the field condition. My best was the quarterback play. I, I thought Mahomes and Jalen Hurts were very great. I mean, Jalen Hurts made the one mistake of the fumble yeah, return points. for a touchdown. But hey, Zach, that also that also uh, cashed my one game parlay because I needed the Chiefs uh, to hit over nine and a half in the first half, and Butker missed that field goal, so I need that Nick Bolton touchdown uh, to cash my one game parlay I talked about on Friday. But I thought, and then Jalen Hurts responded right. He has a yeah. horrible moment on a massive, the biggest of stages, and then he comes back and leads a touchdown drive right after it, and it kind of showed what Jalen Hurts is, right? He got benched in the national championship game and his team won. Now he's in the Super Bowl. He non-contact fumbles and returned for a touchdown, but now he comes right back and scores another one. So I thought that was great. I thought Jalen Hurts was phenomenal. I thought Mahomes down the stretch was really impressive. Not a lot of stats and numbers from Mahomes, uh, but a very good game from Patrick Mahomes and and so the quarterback play was the best of that. Like those two guys lived up to it. I just wish we would have seen another minute 50 of Jalen Hurts having a chance to throw the ball to AJ or Devontae or Dallas Goddard, who had a great game too. Uh, I wish we would have seen another minute 50 drive to see what would have happened there with the Eagles at the end. All right, last thing before we move on to Ask Me Anything. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, the yeah. broadcasters. I thought they did a very good job. I, and I I was on the Greg Olson bandwagon early, and he he I I've I always and he has improved. You talk about people criticizing Tony Romo, maybe because I haven't seen the improvement. I have I remember watching Greg Olson's like one of his first broadcasts as a color commentator, and he's gotten thrown into the spotlight, obviously because of other things. I thought that that broadcast crew was solid. It's you know we're so used to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Fox. It was kind of a new, refreshing, you know, duo that, yeah. and I thought they called that game very well. Yeah, I did too. Um, and and something I didn't know about Kevin Burkhart that I think is is worth uh, sharing. Kevin Burkhart just called a Super Bowl, right? That's a massive deal. When Kevin Burkhart was was thirty years old, he was making like eighteen grand a year calling high school games in his hometown. He was also uh, working at a car dealership on the side to make sure he could pay his bills at 30 years old, committed to that craft. 18 years later, he called a Super Bowl and did a damn good job in it. And so I, I thought that's, you know, how those career trajectories go of, of Kevin Burkhart doing that. Greg Olson's been on a big stage for a long time because of where he played college and being in the NFL for a long time and going right into the booth. Uh, but Kevin Burkhart was fantastic. <clears throat> and I thought Greg Olson did a really good job um, overall, especially, on the uh, on the get down, he's got to get down like right at the end. But you know, oh, yeah, I because I did the same thing because we all had that emotion, and you could feel Olsen's emotion in that, and also the the experience of being in that moment of will the player realize that he's got to get down? Uh, and so I, I thought they both did a really solid job. Yeah, especially I, because I like this is like calling the Super Bowl is not easy because you're not calling it for your every Sunday audience. 
right? You're calling yeah. it for everybody. And so you have to have enough deep analysis for people who've been watching all year and enough surface level conversation and topics and storylines to, to make sure that the first people watching it for the, you know, this is the first game all year or whatever that everybody can be involved. And I thought both guys did a good job of it. And I thought real, uh, real quick, Aaron Andrews at halftime was like, Andy Reid doesn't talk to us when he's losing. Let's swing it on over to you. Like she had, there's nothing you need to update. I, I found that funny because I, I didn't know that. I learned that like when Andy Reid, it's like coach K coach K doesn't talk at halftime. He right. has his assistance coach. And so I, I did think that that was a funny update. Yeah. But, then, that, but that was worth updating. Right. Cause you oh, know. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, you know, that's why it was value. I just laughed. Andy Reid saying I could kiss you right now, but I'm not going to was also great. I thought that was I feel, did he didn't he say that after the first time? I feel like Andy Reid made a kissing joke after the other Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe so. But I thought I, I laughed. I was like, because it's just the likability of Andy Reid. Yeah, he is a very likable person. Uh Travis Kelsey, not so much for me still. <laughs> you gotta fight. For your nah, you don't just you don't again the second time he bombed him a Holmes post game on the field interview that's and this time thing. that's it but this time he dropped a cuss word and made every made the broadcast have to drop it in front of everybody that, oh there were they were dropping cuss words all game yep. like it would just go silent yep. that definitely in, influenced the broadcast so. yeah. All right, A to Z Sports, let's wrap this show up with an Ask Me Anything uh, that we always do on Monday. So get ready for that conversation. But first, Zach, tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Check out the Palisade, which is their full-size SUV. Third row seating, all the bells and whistles. The perfect family car. Trade in your mama's minivan for the brand new Palisade. Plus, they've got the Sonata, which I love, four-door sedan, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. When I say perfect make and model, you've just got to go find it. Go online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Don't forget, you got to take advantage of it. Uh, the football season's over, but BetMGM's just getting rolling with everything else you have to offer uh, this upcoming spring. And you can do that and spread it around with your friends with the Refer a Friend invitation on the BetMGM app. Take advantage of that today, and you get bonus bets whenever your friends sign up with your invitation. So what you do, you log into the BetMGM app, you go to the Refer a Friend invitation. You can send that out to 20 friends to sign up. And up to 20 friends can sign up. And when they do, you get $50 in bonus bets for every friend. So that's up to $1,000 in bonus bets uh, when your friends sign up with the BetMGM app from your refer for an invitation. They also get $50 in bonus bets on top of that. So visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions are subject qualification and requirements. Uh, rewards issued as knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, it's time for uh, Monday's Ask Me Anything topic. What you got on the card for us today? The card brings up something that I've never thought about in my life. And that is, let's see if we can get right here. Do Siamese twins pay for one ticket or two tickets when they go to the movies and concerts do Siamese twins because that has happened before right do you pay for two tickets or is it one uh, I mean this is going to sound uh, crude and rude but 
you know, it's how you have to answer the question. Like how many, how many butts, like how many seats are needed? Right. Cause like not all Siamese twins are the same. And so you have to, it's a case by case. So, so if, if you have one, so it, it, it's, it's all based on the rump one, but I mean, yeah, it's because it, because what it, it represents a seat, right? Because if there is, if you go into a movie with a baby, which is a bad idea because of crying and other things and ruining people's experience. But if that baby does not need an extra seat, then you don't have to pay for that extra seat. So you don't, if it's, if it's just a, if the Siamese twins can fit in one seat because that's how their Siamese situation is, then it's just one seat. But if they need multiple seats then it's multiple seats. So I, I, you're going with the space part, right? Right. Yes. Is space right. Because that's, the, the that's what it's about. It's the space. So if those Siamese twins can fit in one seat, should they only buy one seat? Yeah, they have two butts. They, but it, they have two butts. It's just they're smaller. What, what do you think that? They, what's they the only fit in one seat. What's the difference between Siamese and conjoining? Is there? We're, we're gonna we're gonna figure that out. Uh, so conjoined twins, popularly referred to as Siamese twins. So it's the same. Yes. So the card says Siamese, right? Correct. Okay. So don't come at us if that's not politically correct or anything, because that's what the card says. Yeah. You know, you get this is why I feel a little bit uh, better about this. Get mad at Volkswagen because that Volkswagen. That's who, yeah, that's who has these cards. I, I found Strange. these cards. I, I think it's I think it's just a situation. It depends on how many seats are needed, right? That isn't that you 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 pay for what you need, right? <laughs> Yeah, because they don't have the same DNA. They're two people. Yeah, but I, I don't know how they're conjoined. Like, you can be conjoined in several situations. Because you can be, yeah, you could be conjoined at, at the head or you could be conjoined at the waist, right? Yeah, there's a lot of different... So your final answer is... Either one or two is my final answer. <laughs> I mean, uh, but that's but is that not the situation? Like, there's no other way to answer it. I, I and unfortunately, if I was the manager of the concert or movie theater, we're gonna have to charge you for two. Regardless, doesn't matter if you're you're thin. You sit in one seat. You sit in two. There's two bodies. There's two brains. There's two people. We have to we have to represent that. I think that's my final answer. And that may rub people the wrong way or the twins at that point. But as the manager of this facility, I, I'm going to have to charge you. I, I'm sorry. That's just our policy. There's two of you. Oh, you have a policy on, on that? To get, to get past the gate, we, we have implemented this Siamese twin rule. And it is, th they're two individuals. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, that's just kind of how I, I don't know. I just have to go with with what they need. Like, and Orlando space? brings this up, which I, I is weird. Well, if one of them commits a crime, this and he said murder, which is pretty serious. But like, what happens there? Uh, has that know. ever? You you have a bad guy and a good guy. Yeah, because they're I mean, not the same. We're we're getting down to a road that I don't know if we want. I mean, there's there's like there's you know, you know, there's nothing you can do. It's it that's a you can't say somebody's an accomplice 
because they have no other choice, right? Like there is, they don't have a choice yeah. but to be in that situation. So they're not. Know. Who is who's the accomplice last week? Well, we yeah we had a conversation about this. But who was sitting was. in the back seat of the the burglary? Yeah, but who are we? What was the sports reference? I know. Coordinator. Oh yeah, it was Tim Kelly. Tim because Kelly. Tim, yeah, Tim Kelly's. Uh, yeah, because of Todd Downing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, well, look, I think two. You charge him for two. Well, we'll not charge anything. So how about that? So you can uh, like and subscribe to our show. Great show this morning, reacting to the Super Bowl. So make sure you give us that thumbs up. Like the show before you go if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, and subscribe to our channel, please, on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, Facebook, Twitch, whatever that is. Make sure you are following us for more content. Buck Rising will be live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime, and he'll see you then. We'll see you tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. I got a, a really good Titans topic for tomorrow morning, but talk to you then. Appreciate it as always. Adios.